your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 417 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And today, gonna do a little bit of everything, really. We've kind of mentioned Evgeny Kuznetsov in the past. It's something we've just kind of glossed over, but we've mentioned him as a potential plan B for the Rangers as it pertains to everything going on with Jack Eichel and what has become the world's longest staring contest between the Rangers and the Sabres. And every so often, you kind of hear Evgeny Kuznetsov Uh, His name come up as sort of a plan B for the Rangers and a little bit of a fallback option. If they're unable to land Jack Eichel, maybe they go after Evgeny Kuznetsov instead. So we will talk about that. The Rangers potentially making a move for Kuznetsov. Like we've said, uh, we've mentioned him from time to time on here in the past, but we haven't really dove into too much detail on Evgeny Kuznetsov and what kind of fit he would be for the New York Rangers. So we will do that. We will also talk about Brennan Smith. He recently made some interesting comments about everything that happened with Tom Wilson last year. So we will definitely get to that. And we will also continue our off-season series of pointing the spotlight at another member of the New York Rangers draft class of 2021. So yeah, a lot to do, but we will start with Evgeny Kuznetsov. And, you know, just for some background on Evgeny Kuznetsov, I mean, by now I'm pretty sure everybody knows who he is, know that he plays for the Capitals, know that he's been a very, very good player in this league for quite some time now. He was drafted all the way back in 2010, went number 26 overall to the Washington Capitals in the first round. He is still just 29 years old. As we all know, I mean, listen, we're Ranger fans. We've seen a lot of the Washington Capitals over the years, for better or for worse. Uh, The skill level with Evgeny Kuznetsov, absolutely off the charts, so He is kind of a tantalizing option from that perspective if the Rangers want to go down that road and potentially make some kind of an offer for Evgeny Kuznetsov. uh, We're all aware of what he brings to the ice and what he can do. Offensive production is obviously his calling card, although I must mention his stats have tailed off at least a little bit over these past couple of seasons. But again, let's just kind of take it from the top here. 520 career NHL games for Evgeny Kuznetsov, the 29-year-old. He has scored 129 goals, picked up 289 assists. So he's got 418 points in 520 games. He has also skated in an additional 81 Stanley Cup playoff games, and he has scored 27 goals and picked up 35 assists in those 81 games. And of course, as we already mentioned, I believe we already mentioned, he is a Stanley Cup champion. So if he were to come to the Rangers, that would give them three Stanley Cup champions on the roster to go along with Barclay Goodrow and Sammy Blay. But, you know, Kuznetsov obviously won the Cup back in 2018 with the Washington Capitals. His breakout season, and I'm going to kind of just go through his career because he's been a little bit up and down, you know, a little bit of inconsistency year to year for Evgeny Kuznetsov, but his breakout season was in 2015-2016. He had 77 points in 82 games that year. Uh, That is still the second highest total of his career. From that season, he went back down the following season to 59 points in 82 games, then back up to a career best 83 points the season after that, and then 72 points in 76 games in 2018-2019, 
Then a bit of a dip these past two seasons, these last two seasons that have just concluded here. 2019-2020 uh, saw him put up 52 points in 63 games, and then he had 29 points in 43 games this past season. So, yeah, a little bit of an up-and-down career for Evgeny Kuznetsov. It seems like season-to-season, season, not necessarily the most consistent player. And one of the things that I wanted to do, because there are a lot of comparisons between Evgeny Kuznetsov and Jack Eichel, you know, which one would make more sense for the Rangers if the asking price is just simply too high for Jack Eichel, then maybe you can get Evgeny Kuznetsov for a little bit less and bring in a center who's under contract for the foreseeable future. So I wanted to kind of compare and contrast the contracts of both Evgeny Kuznetsov and Jack Eichel, just kind of give you guys an idea of how long these players would be New York Rangers if they were indeed to bring them in via a trade in this offseason here. So first Kuznetsov, he signed an eight-year, $62.4 million deal heading into the 2017-2018 season, which means he is now down to four years remaining on his current deal. Uh, he carries a cap hit of $7.8 million per season, and he will then be an unrestricted free agent going into the 2015, excuse me, the 2025-2026 season at the age of 33. And, you know, we'll get to Eichel's contract in just a second. We've talked about that in the past, but this is probably not going to surprise a whole lot of you. I feel the need to just kind of mention this right now. But I have a similar take here with Kuznetsov as I do with Jack Eichel. And it's a question that I've posed several times on this podcast. I will pose it to you guys again. Why give away prospects? This is just my initial reaction to the, the whole idea of bringing Evgeny Kuznetsov and also Jack Eichel via a trade. Why give away prospects and draft picks and whatever else to acquire Evgeny Kuznetsov when you can simply re-sign Mika Zibanejad instead. Now, it's a little bit different with Kuznetsov than it is with Eichel. I mean, for starters, you look at the age difference. I mean, Eichel is three and a half years younger than Mika Zibanejad, whereas Kuznetsov is about a year older than Mika. Kuznetsov currently 29 years old. And the other big difference between the two players is I think most of us would agree, whether you're pro-trade for Jack Eichel, whether you're anti-Jack Eichel, whatever you might be, I think we can agree that Eichel has a higher ceiling at this point than Evgeny Kuznetsov. Kuznetsov has been a very good player throughout the years in this league. He's obviously playoff battle-tested as well. He's won a Stanley Cup. He's done a lot of good things with the Capitals, very consistently in a top-six role for them over the years. Uh, but I think at this point, you know, you look, Jack Eichel's 24, Evgeny Kuznetsov is 29. I wouldn't expect Evgeny Kuznetsov to have a career season moving forward. I suppose it's at least possible, but I wouldn't really count on it. Whereas with Jack Eichel, I think the idea is that he can continue to get better and better uh, as the years progress here. And as far as, you know, the contracts, like I just mentioned, Kuznetsov has four years remaining on his deal at $7.8 million a pop. Eichel has five years remaining at $10 million annually. So either way, the Rangers are going to be taking on a pretty big contract, whether they trade for Eichel or whether they trade for Kuznetsov. One thing I will say about Kuznetsov, we mentioned how his numbers have dipped in these past couple of seasons here. I could see a situation where maybe he's a little bit reinvigorated by getting a chance to play on a different team and getting a chance to play with Artemi Panera. Now, some of you might hear that and think like, well, I mean, what does this guy want? He's spent the last, he spent his entire career playing with Alex Ovechkin. That's true to an extent, although with the Capitals, they tend to leave Backstrom and Ovechkin pretty much joined at the hip. It's usually the two of them on the same line together. And, you know, Kuznetsov will mix in every now and then. But for the most part, I, I don't think that he's been on the same line as Alex Ovechkin for the majority of his career there. Uh, but where if he came to the Rangers, I think it's pretty much a lock that he'd be out there with Artemi Panarin. You know, you put Kuznetsov on the second line and Panarin's on his left wing and then maybe either Capo Caco or Vitaly Krasov is on his right wing. 
it could reinvigorate him a little bit to get a change of scenery and to play with some young players and some very talented players, obviously, especially in the case of Artemi Panarin. But here's another point I want to make because I just mentioned how Kuznetsov would kind of slot in with the Rangers. And I am not so sure that I would be willing to move on from Ryan Strom in order to make room for Evgeny Kuznetsov. First of all, I just like Ryan Strom more than I like Evgeny Kuznetsov as an individual. We can start right there. I think at times, you know, Kuznetsov, he's had some character questions come up a little bit. There was that video of him uh, allegedly doing cocaine. I mean, it didn't actually show him doing it, but he was sitting at a table with cocaine in front of him. So, I mean, do the math there. And he was suspended for that by the NHL and also from the IIHF. We'll get to that a little bit more in just a second. But I don't know. I mean, with the Rangers, I feel like they really kind of emphasize character. And Ryan Strom is somebody who we've seen over these last couple of seasons has taken advantage of an opportunity to play with Artemi Panarin and somebody who I think has really kind of stepped into a little bit of a leadership role on this Ranger team. There was an instance late last season. This was after all the nonsense with Tom Wilson. Uh, Ryan Strom actually got to wear the A for at least a couple of games there. I don't remember exactly how many it was, but he was an alternate captain for at least a few games. And I realized part of that was because, well, half the Ranger team is either injured or suspended or unavailable in one way or another for, you know, this game here. And so somebody has to wear the A and it turned out to be Ryan Strom. But you just watch him interact with teammates on the ice. I feel like he's kind of come into his own as a leader over these past few seasons. And I'm just not so sure how that would play in the Ranger locker room. I mean, there was already uh, a little bit of... Uh, discourse in the locker room, shall we call it, when Pavel Buchnevich was traded. You know, I, I've heard and seen reports that, you know, Artemi Panarin was not necessarily keen on the move. Igor Shesterkin was not necessarily keen on the move. And if you take away Ryan Strom, I mean, I just don't know how that would play either because this is somebody who uh, has overachieved and had his best seasons with the New York Rangers. And, you know, I realize that Strom is on the last year of his contract, but are we even 100% sure at this point that Evgeny Kuznetsov is a better player than Ryan Strome, a better all-around player. I mean, it's close, but I think you can make a case either way, and we're going to talk about that more in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so as promised, let's go ahead and compare Ryan Strom and Evgeny Kuznetsov because like I was just saying a second ago, I'm not so sure that I would run Ryan Strom out of town 
to make room for Evgeny Kuznetsov, and that goes double when you consider the fact that the Rangers would be paying Kuznetsov $7.8 million annually for four seasons to come. And we'll get to the ramifications of that in just a minute as well. But just looking at Strom versus Kuznetsov here and what they've done in recent seasons for their respective teams, uh, Strom this past season had Kuznetsov beat. Strom skated in 56 games with the New York Rangers, scored 14 goals, dished out 35 assists, so 49 points in 56 games. Evgeny Kuznetsov in that same time had fewer goals and fewer assists, nine goals and 20 assists, so 29 points in 41 games. As far as points per game, even there, Strom, you know, slightly has him beat. Strom was also a plus six. Kuznetsov was a plus seven, so fairly comparable numbers across the board. And we'll just do the the most recent three seasons because obviously Strom has been on the Rangers for three years now, and we're not going to concern ourselves with what he did before coming to the Rangers. But 2019-2020, Ryan Strom had 59 points in 70 games. That was 18 goals and 41 assists. He was a plus 21 overall. And Kuznetsov in 2019-2020, 19 goals, 33 assists, so 52 points in 63 games. So fairly comparable again between the two in 2019-2020, although Strom clearly had a better plus-minus. He was a plus 21 to Kuznetsov's minus two. And then we'll go back to three years ago. Once again, this was Ryan Strom's first season with the Rangers. Strom had 18 goals and 15 assists for 33 points in 63 games. And Kuznetsov that season, he pretty much just went off and had Strom beat by quite a bit in this season. But uh, Kuznetsov, 21 goals, 51 assists. So 72 points in 76 games that season for Kuznetsov. But what we've seen is the two of them basically become more comparable players. And I know a lot of people are going to go to the Artemi Panarin argument. Well, Ryan Strom's out there with Panarin. I'm kind of done with that whole argument because if you guys remember, Panarin missed, I believe it was either 10 or 11 games this past season, and Ryan Strom pretty much went off and carried the Rangers offensively uh, throughout that time span there. Listen, does Strom benefit from playing with Artemi Panarin? Of course he does. Any hockey player at any level on this planet would benefit from playing with Artemi Panarin, but it's been proven that it's far from a one-man show. He's not some robot out there that's just programmed to score X amount of points anytime he's on the ice with Artemi Panarin. Ryan Strom contributes as well, so let's not make it sound like it's just Artemi Panarin, you know, putting it on a tee for him every time that Ryan Strom does something offensively. Uh, But, you know, what I'm getting at here is that Kuznetsov and Stroman, these last two seasons in particular, are fairly comparable players. One other stat I just want to throw at you guys really quick is that over these past two seasons, as far as production on the power play is concerned, I got to do some quick math here, which is always risky business, but it looks like over the last two seasons, Ryan Strom has... 35 points on the power play, and in that same time, Evgeny Kuznetsov has just 20. So quite a bit of a difference there. And the only other stat that's really worth mentioning, I mean, they don't really hit. Neither one of these guys are known for big-time physicality. They don't really block shots either. I think we could just kind of skip those stats. But if you're looking at the faceoff, Ryan Strom for his career now, 45.4% success rate on the dot. Evgeny Kuznetsov is 43.5%. So Strom slightly has him beat there. Not really the calling card of either player as well, but something I just figured I would throw out there. And again, I'm not so sure I would run Ryan Strom out of town to make room for Evgeny Kuznetsov in any kind of trade or anything like that. I do get the feeling that if the Rangers end up making any more moves, if there's one more big move to be made for the Rangers, which I still think that there could be, and they end up bringing in an already established NHL center, I get the feeling that Ryan Strom probably heads out of town back in the other direction, simply because if you trade for Jack Eichel and you obtain his $10 million salary, or you trade for Evgeny Kuznetsov and you obtain his $7.8 million salary, then the Rangers are going to be looking for a little bit of cap relief, and they would send Ryan Strom and his $4.5 million salary in the opposite direction. 
And that might help for this upcoming season because Strom is under contract for this upcoming season. But beyond that, it's not really going to help that much because Strom is slated to become an unrestricted free agent, like we just said, after this season concludes. And so that would mean that you would still have, you know, Evgeny Kuznetsov's $7.8 million deal on the books. You'd still have Jack Eichel's $10 million deal on the books. And with Eichel, I can at least see people making the case that, well, it's Jack Eichel. He's 24 years old. He's already pretty much a superstar in this league. The sky is the limit, especially if you give him some big-time wingers like the Rangers have. Uh, it's tantalizing to think what he could end up doing as a member of the New York Rangers. So I could at least see people making that argument. I wouldn't necessarily make that argument. I still think re-signing Mika Zibanejad is the way to go, but you could make that argument. For all, anybody out there who's in the pro trade for Jack Eichel camp, you could certainly uh, state a pretty strong case there. But with Evgeny Kuznetsov, I mean, it's kind of the same deal as we just saw with Pavel Buchnevich. Kuznetsov is making $7.8 million. And yeah, you can trade away Ryan Strom this season and bring in Evgeny Kuznetsov. And then you're only taking on a total of, let's see, that would be $3.3 million for this season when, you know, both salaries go in their opposite directions between Strom and Kuznetsov. But then you're paying Kuznetsov $7.8 million for three additional seasons after that. And keep in mind, you're going to end up having to re-sign guys like Adam Fox, like Alexi Lafreniere, like Capo Caco, like Keandre Miller. The list goes on and on and on for this Ranger team. And again, with Eichel, you could at least make the argument that, well, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And if we have to lose one of those guys, then so be it because we've got Jack Eichel on the team. But is anybody going to be saying those words in reference to Evgeny Kuznetsov? Probably not. Kuznetsov's a fine player, but to be paying him $7.8 million for all the next four seasons, I feel like that's going to come back to bite the Rangers. It's going to cost them, and they're not going to be able to re-sign a player that they really might be needing to re-sign at some point. And again, it's kind of the same situation as with Pavel Buchnevich. I know a lot of us want him to come back, but Frankly, the Rangers have bigger fish to fry than Pavel Buchnevich. And I say that as a huge Buchnevich fan, and I'll say the same thing here with Evgeny Kuznetsov. They have bigger fish to fry than Evgeny Kuznetsov. You cannot lose somebody like Adam Fox or Alexi Lafreniere or Capo Caco because you're paying $7.8 million annually to Evgeny Kuznetsov. So for me, there's two things the Rangers should do here. Resign me because of Majed. That way you don't have to give up anybody to, uh, you know, any other team out there. And the second thing is to not target Evgeny Kuznetsov. I'm really not enamored by the idea of, you know, trading draft picks and prospects and whatever else to bring in Evgeny Kuznetsov because, honestly, again, I've been lukewarm to the whole Jack Eichel thing, but if you want to try talking me into Jack Eichel, I will at least hear you out, despite the enormous asking price that the Sabres have and what the Rangers might have to give up because it's Jack Eichel, and the sky is the limit for him, especially if you put him on a team that is as young and talented as the New York Rangers certainly seem to be. And if you tell me right now that before this offseason is going to end, the Rangers will trade for either Jack Eichel or Evgeny Kuznetsov, and I have to pick one or the other, I'm going with Jack Eichel, even knowing that the asking price might be more because Jack Eichel could be a game changer. And again, my preference, as I've stated, is to re-sign Mika Zibanejad and just kind of move on from Eichel and Evgeny Kuznetsov and everybody else. But... Yeah, if you, if you give me the choice of one or the other and I got to pay a little bit more for Jack Eichel than I have to pay for Evgeny Kuznetsov, then so be it. Let's make the move. Let's make it happen. Let's get Jack Eichel to the New York Rangers. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. 
It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives. And if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so as promised, let's go ahead and dive into some of these recent comments that came from Brennan Smith regarding the whole Tom Wilson situation last season, that two-game fiasco between the Rangers and Capitals and everything that happened in the NHL, not really taking any action against Tom Wilson for anything that he did. Uh, but this is what Brennan Smith had to say about it. Basically, the long and short is that we don't know all the details yet, and it's something that will come out one day. But I'll read you some direct quotes from Brennan Smith. I'm sure some of you have seen this already, but I'm sure there's some of you that have not seen it and not uh, heard exactly what Brennan Smith had to say. But uh, this is what he had to say regarding the situation in a very recent interview. It was quite an interesting 48 hours or whatever it was. I was definitely a little nervous. Tom's one of the toughest guys in the league. He's a heavyweight, so that's an interesting task for myself as I wouldn't consider myself a heavyweight by any means. You just have to answer the bell. And then he went on to say, to be honest, once my career is over, there will be more info that will come to fruition about the whole incident. All I can say at the moment is that I personally wish the league handled it a little bit differently. I think that we had to take care of our superstars 100%, and then it wouldn't have hit the fan like it did. Yeah, and I mean, not, not really breaking any new ground there as far as how the league handled it. I think we all know that the league completely dropped the ball on that whole situation. And if you're a little bit of a conspiracy theorist, maybe you even think that the league wanted Tom Wilson out there for the second of those two games because it would mean more eyeballs on the product. I don't know. I mean, who's to say for sure? But bottom line, the NHL, like I just said, uh, really did not handle that situation very well, and Brandon Smith seems to agree. Uh, one more thing that he had to say, uh, I guess this was near the end of the interview. Like I said, in 15 years, when my career is over, there will be more things that will come up. As of right now, we try to keep it a little bit closer to home, and I'll say how impressed I was about how everything was handled. And so I don't... <laughs> 15 years. I don't think Brandon Smith is still going to be in the NHL in 15 years. I mean, he's 32 years old. It's nothing against Brandon Smith. I actually uh, kind of liked him when he was on the Rangers. Uh, you know, he was kind of up and down throughout his New York Ranger tenure, but you do have to respect him for, like he said, answering the bell and going after Tom Wilson in that game, dropping the gloves against, you know, one of the better fighters in the league to stand up for his teammates. And But, you know, 15 years. I mean, he's going to be 47 in 15 years, so uh, I would think that uh, it would probably be coming to an end before then, but 
Yeah, I mean, I, we can only we're, we're basically just left up to our own imagination right now as far as what he could be talking about and what went on between the Rangers and Tom Wilson, between the Rangers and the Capitals. I suppose we'll all just kind of look forward to finding out the other details of everything that happened through that very, very interesting two-game stretch last season. Uh, but the only other thing that I want to do today is to kind of continue our off-season series, what we've been doing throughout this entire off-season here post-NHL draft, and that is point the spotlight at another member of the Ranger draft class of 2021. Today's spotlighted player will be goalie Talon Boyko, and for anybody that wants to kind of catch up on the other Ranger draft picks, if you want a list of the episodes where we covered everybody else, we talked about Brian Othman before the draft in episode 397, and then we talked about him after the draft, after the Rangers picked him in episode 404. We talked about Ryder Korzak in episode 410. Jaden Grubb was episode 411. Brody Lamb was in episode 412. Callie Vizanin was in episode 416, and now, of course, Talon Boyko today. Boyko was selected at number 112 overall. He was the third and final pick that the Rangers made in the fourth round in this year's draft. They also got Brody Lamb at number 104 and Kelly Vizanin at number 106. And Boyko was the eighth goalie out of 17 total that were taken in this year's draft. And the thing that kind of just jumps off the page uh, for anybody who's kind of looking up some information on Talon Boyko is quite simply his size. He is six foot eight, 201 pounds, so obviously a big kid. It should be noted that Boyko has really struggled in the OHL. He has spent three seasons with the Tri-City Americans of the OHL. He has gotten better with every single season that has gone by. And in fact, in 2020-2021, Boyko had a goals against average of 3.02, a save percentage of 901, and one shutout to go along with a record of 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, The season prior was really a struggle. He went 5 13 and 2 in 24 games. He had a goals against average of 4.52 and a save percentage of just 892. And the year before that was even worse. He had a record of 2 5 and 1 in 10 games, a 530 goals against average, and an 862 save percentage. So I think the thing that kind of stands out, especially if you want to be glass half full, he is certainly moving in the right direction. His numbers from 2020-2021 are not spectacular, but they are an enormous improvement, and it sounds like he is growing by leaps and bounds as the seasons go by. It should also be mentioned that his team, the Tri-City Americans, they were awful in his second season there. They had a record of 17-40-4-2. That's wins, losses, ties, and overtime losses. And then this past season, uh, just 7-12 and Peter Baraccini of the HockeyWriters.com had Boyko ranked at number 74 in this year's draft class in an article that was published back in March. So if you look at that, the Rangers got him a little bit later than maybe they should have been able to. And, you know, due to his size, it sounds like Boyko has drawn some comparisons to Ben Bishop. And it sounds like for his size, he's actually a pretty mobile netminder when you consider the fact that he stands six foot eight. And as far as the Rangers' selection of him, look, I mean, at this point in the draft, it's getting into dart throw territory. You see something you like about a certain player, and you just roll the dice with them, and you hope that it works out. And by the time you're getting into later in the fourth round, the middle of the fourth round, to the late fourth round, to the fifth, sixth, seventh round, I'm all for taking a goalie. We've seen goalies kind of come out of nowhere, be taken late in drafts, or maybe even go undrafted in certain instances, and end up to have pretty nice NHL careers. It can always be a little bit of a crapshoot when it comes to the NHL draft. And the Rangers right now, they have a goalie on their team and Igor Shesterkin that was also selected in the fourth round. That doesn't mean it's going to turn out that great with Boyko, but you get the idea that there is value to be had when it comes to goalies late in rounds in the NHL draft. So I'm all for rolling the dice, taking a chance here on somebody that is very 
tall, obviously, the biggest goalie available in this year's NHL draft. But I will go ahead and just leave you guys with a couple of scouting reports that I was able to find on Talon Boyko. This one comes to us from Andy Eddy from NHL.com. Goalie Talon Boyko has size of his own. He comes in at six foot six and was scrambling last year behind a young team. His numbers suffered, but he showed flashes that caught scouts' eyes. And before I give you any other scouting reports, I should probably mention that it looks like there are a couple of conflicting reports about his height. I've seen six foot eight listed a little bit more commonly than Andy Eddy's aforementioned six foot six, but yeah, make of that what you will. Either way, he's uh, quite a tall goalie. This scouting report comes to us from FC Hockey. Boyko, to me, is a meat and potatoes type. He is not overly flashy or won't go out with technical prowess that will wow fans and scouts, but does a fair job at what his task is at hand. He's one who fits perfectly into a system, works in sync with his defenseman, one thing that he proved me tonight, and who will take advantage of each inch of his six foot six frame. So there you go, and as I was mentioning in our last episode, it can become more and more difficult to kind of find information about some of these players that were taken in the draft. The deeper you go into the draft, typically the less that's known about every individual player. I'll continue to do my best as we go through the Ranger draft picks of 2021. I think all these players certainly deserve their own spotlight segment here on Locked On New York Rangers, and we'll continue to do that, and I'll just give you guys as much information about them as I possibly can. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.